lifetime keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God on this Wednesday. June the 29th, 2022, in the month dedicated to the most sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's a question. Is gun control dead upon arrival after this uh, Supreme Court ruling and the decision by uh, the uh, the affirmative decision by Clarence Thomas to strike down a New York law? Well, we're going to have a conversation around that, the implications of gun control, gun rights in America today with Brandon uh, Braden. See, I did that last time. I called the man Brandon the entire interview, and we're going to make up for that today. His name is Braden Langley from Langley Outdoors Academy, and he's going to be on at 35 past the hour to discuss that. Also on the program today is Jim Havens from Station of the Cross. He's going to be on to talk about the results of the National Catholic Men's March to End Abortion. going to get his take on some of these uh, comp- these corporations that are that are way more happy about paying for abortion than you having a child because you know that might affect your employment status and your ability to work for them and and all the rest we'll have a conversation around that with jim havens coming up at 15 past the hour lots of news in this uh, today as well nasa study claims that they may have to keep digging a little deeper to find that life that they just know is there on mars yeah, we haven't found it yet, but don't you worry. We'll spend billions more looking. Don't you worry. It's just a clump of cells. It's, yeah, it's got to be there. Just, just <laughs> dig a little further. Hey, two men were charged in connection with 51 deaths of migrants found inside the back of a, a reefer truck that was not running. I mean, the, the air conditioner wasn't running. These people died horrible, tragic deaths, and two men were charged in connection to that. So uh, let's pray for justice and for the repose of their of their souls. A California Attorney General, uh, apparently, uh, Mr. Bonata, has released the private information of concealed carry members, uh, owners, uh, in in Los Angeles. It's like 2,000 people's names and addresses were released to the public. Oopsies. Sorry about that. My bad. Hey, Catholic uh, Xavier Becerra, talking about California here, he is now the health secretary in the Biden administration, uh, claims to be Catholic, is saying he is finds the reversal of Roe despicable. And he intends to find new ways to support abortion. That's Catholic for you. Hey, the German Bishops Conference, speaking of Catholics, announced that they have record have a, a new record there in Germany. Unfortunately, it's not a good one. Uh, 359,338 uh, Catholics have left the church in just this past year alone. New record high. A mass exodus taking place. I wonder if it's the new synodal way that's turning them off. Just curious. Hey, and here's a pop question for you, Rudy. Which state in the country leads the way in gun ownership? Gun ownership. Okay, that's Mm going to have Mm -hmm. to be a southern state. Does it have to be? It has to be. Uh, It's a way of life here. Really? Like like gravity or something? mm, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Alabama. 
Alabama. Yeah, that would have been a good choice, I'd say. Alabama tends to be the most conservative state in the country, uh, especially when it comes to religion, for instance. Uh, but no, in fact, Alabama, and it's not a southern state at all. Really? Yeah, it's the, it's the, uh, the western state of Montana, 65%. Uh, yeah. A lot of gun owners in Montana. Yeah, well, there's a, well you got you to gotta have them to kill the buffalo. So. Is that how that yeah. works? Okay, okay. Survive the winter. Praise be to God. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Uh, good morning to you, Adrian. Speaking, Speaking of, of buffalo, buffalo <laughs> are you, you're calling me, you call me fat? They're is that, not, is that what's going on here? Technically, they're actually not fat. They're uh -huh. very muscular. Right. Under all the fur. Okay. All See, the that's fur. what I tell people, too. <laughs> I tell people the same thing. It's just, it's just my fur. It's just, <laughs> underneath it's it, just it's just, my just muscle, weight. man. It's just muscle. <laughs> it's a you layer know. of protection, I say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Praise be to God. But, you know, I have, I have bad news. Oh, no. I have very bad news. What now? I discovered that there are old missiles on eBay. <laughs> and I just spent a bunch of money on them, and now, you and now I'm new, regretting it. You have a new uh, habit. You're and now I do have a, now I have a new vice. The uh, nuclear. What are we talking about? Yeah, we're, we're so we're talking like uh, 1930 missiles, 1920 yeah. missiles. I was oh, going yeah. through, and I'm like, whoa, I have to have that. Yeah. And then I just bought it, and then now I'm like. I can't believe I just but, bought but that. There's another one over there. <laughs> exactly. Wait, I'm like, there's like, one over here. But there's more. <laughs> That's right. I need them all. $7,000 later. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I'm like, what have I done? What am I doing? What, what have I done with myself? I can't afford rent now. I'm sure there's can't a, afford rent, but at least I'll have my missiles. <laughs> I'm sure there's a 12-step program for that kind of thing. Hi, my name's Adrian. Hi, Adrian. I buy a lot of missiles. I buy used missiles <laughs> online. What? So I found my new vice. Yeah, there you go, God. folks. <laughs> I, I've got a number of these uh, antique missiles in our collection at the house. They're very, very cool. They're super fragile. Joe's too. like... And I'm selling them. And, Are you interested? Did you may, like that? I may be in the market for letting them go for a fair price. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I should go on the eBay, maybe. Don't tempt me. Yeah, all right. Praise God. We're going to jump into a lot of conversation today. Join us for all or part of it, if you can. Uh, but let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most sweet Jesus, let no one who has had recourse to thy sacred heart, implored its help, or sought its mercy was ever abandoned. Encouraged with confidence, O tenderest of hearts, we present ourselves before thee, crushed beneath the weight of our sins. In our misery, O sacred heart of Jesus, despise not our simple prayers, but mercifully grant our requests. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today's Wednesday, June the 29th, and here are your headlines this morning. From the Epic Times, Russia's Medvedev says any NATO encroachment on Crimea could lead to World War III. For us, he says, Crimea is part of Russia, and that means forever. Any attempt to encroach on Crimea is a declaration of war against our country, Russia's former president Dmitry Medvedev was quoted as saying on Monday. Medvedev, now deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, also said that if Finland and Sweden joined NATO, which it seems that they are, Russia would strengthen its borders and would be ready for retaliatory steps, and that would include the prospect of installing Iskander hypersonic missiles on their threshold. Reuters reports Shalane Maxwell sentenced to 20 years in prison for sex trafficking. Shalane Maxwell was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Tuesday for helping the sex offender and globetrotting financier Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse teenage girls. 
The British socialite, who's 60, was convicted in December for recruiting and grooming four girls to have sexual encounters with Epstein, then her boyfriend, between 1994 and 2004. Breitbart reports France wants more oil from Russian client state Venezuela to offset Russian oil sanctions. Does that make sense to you? Both Iran and Venezuela are close allies of Russia. Venezuela, home to the world's largest oil reserves, is billions of dollars indebted to Russia and allows the Russian military to operate on its soil, meaning that any Venezuelan oil imp uh, profits would largely go to Russia and undo the effect of sanctions on Moscow. Venezuela and Iran also enjoy friendly ties with each other. Experts have compiled evidence for years that Iran's terrorist proxy Hezbollah operates freely within Venezuela. And the Daily Caller reports abortion still banned in Texas despite narrow temporary restraining order. According to the Texas Right to Life attorney Emily Cook, she says although some government officials are temporarily blocked from enforcing pre-row uh, statutes against certain abortion facilities, the law is still valid and abortion is no longer a lawful medical procedure. This means that abortion is considered homicide under the Texas Penal Code and can be prosecuted as such. The temporary restraining order merely stops some government officials from bringing charges against the specific plaintiffs using pre-Roe statutes, meaning before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Prosecutors can still use the current homicide statutes in the penal code to bring charges against these abortion facilities. Moreover, the Texas Heartbeat Act and its civil enforcement mechanism is still in effect and saving the lives of pre-born children with detectable heartbeats. Finally, the trigger ban will become active and begin banning abortion in Texas 30 days after the judgment in Dobbs is formally entered. And those were your headline news this morning. I'd love you. The saints of the day, yes, saints of the day, are St. Peter and Paul. And here is the saint of the day by Professor Plinio, or at least an excerpt of it. Saints Peter and Paul were born in the first century. The church, Ambrose says, is the ship from which Peter fishes. And for this labor at times, he receives an order to use the hook, and at other times, the net. It is a great mystery, for the, this fishing is entirely supernatural. While the net does not harm the fish, the hook wounds it. The net takes in multitudes, the hook catches a single fish. The good fish do, does not resist the hook of Peter because it does not kill, but rather converts. Fortunate the gash that permits one to profess the same faith of Peter. It is for this reason that Jesus told Peter, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Put out into the deep water, that is, go to the very depths of the hearts of men. Put out into the deep water, go to Christ, the source of living waters, of wisdom and knowledge. Peter continues to fish every day. Our Lord tells him, put out into the deep water, but one seems to hear Peter replying, Master, we have worked all night with no result. Peter suffers when we are hard-hearted. Paul is also fighting for our souls. Didn't he tell us that no one suffers without him also suffering? We should act in a way that does not make the apostle suffer. This selection seems to insinuate a difference between the apostolate of St. Peter, made with the hook, and the one of St. Paul, made with the net. The distinction between these two different methods of apostolate is useful. The apostolate of the net is meant to catch a large number of people. The apostolate of the hook is destined to catch this or that particular person. The text speaks beautifully of the apostolate of the hook, saying that the hook wounds the mouth of the fish, but by means of this gash, he pays the price for his conversion. There are conversions that are very difficult that are only possible through great sacrifices and sufferings. 
The blood exacted by the great effort is priced paid to be part of the Catholic Church. This is a normal characteristic of the Apostolate of the Hook. Another beautiful part of this lection speaks of the Apostolate when it is without fruit. St. Peter and St. Paul experience enormous difficulties in their Apostolates and also enjoy times of extraordinary successes. They were not easy laborers with happy endings. It was hard work along rocky paths that required much prayer and supernatural help in order to go forward. Without this help, the apostolate is fruitless. We should remember this in our own apostolate. We should keep in mind that St. Peter's fished all night and was unsuccessful. But when he asked our Lord for help, the net was lifted from the water filled with fish. This reference to the miraculous catch serves to help increase our humility and supernatural spirits. Without supernatural assistance, without the help of God, through the intercession of Our Lady, our apostolate will be fruitless. They died between the years 60 and 70 A.D. Saints Peter and Paul pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There is a lot that uh, we w I wanted to get into today. To for the sake of time, let me just say this. Haydock's commentary points out that Peter is always first and Judas is always last for a reason. And St. Chrysostom, Cyril, Ambrose, Austin, Trinius, and many more say, when our Savior inquired the opinion of the vulgar, all the apostles answered. But when he asks of their opinion of him, it is Peter, as the mouth of the rest and the head of the whole college steps forth and prevents the others. I like that uh, contrast there. I thought that was very good. St. Jerome comments, quote, by his confession, then Peter obtains a title, which should signify that he had received a revelation from the Holy Spirit, whose son he shall also be called for Barionis in our tongue signifies the son of a dove. Close quote, St. Jerome. That's fascinating because that reminds us of Jonah the prophet. And just like Jonah the prophet who went, some say, some scholars say, died in the belly of the, of the whale for three days or the fish and was resurrected, so Peter must follow his master. And there die, and he will do so in Rome in the mid-60s A.D. So much more can be said on this topic. Let's ponder the keys, the authority, and who we say Jesus is. Who is he to you? We'll be right back. 
Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Among the many arguments relativists give to prove their worldview, one is that moral beliefs change. For example, they might say, we used to believe slavery was okay, but now we don't. If there were moral absolutes, well then moral beliefs wouldn't change. How do we respond? Well, we can ask the relativists if we've morally progressed in changing our country's slavery laws. Assuming they say yes, we can point out the fact that progress implies an objective moral standard that our society better conforms to today than it did 150 plus years ago. But if there's an objective moral standard that we've progressed toward, well then morality is not relative. So the relativist either has to give up on the idea that we've progressed morally in order to keep relativism or reject relativism to keep the idea of moral progress. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Brayden Langley from Langley Outdoors Academy is going to be on to talk about the Supreme Court ruling on the New York uh, Concealed Carry Law and how that will have ramifications across the country. So uh, we're going to be talking about gun rights and gun control coming up at 35 past the hour. But there are lots of stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you. And we were talking about uh, Roe v. Wade and the implications of it being overturned this week. And we've invited Jim Havens from A Simple Truth over at Station of the Cross, our partner. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Jim. Hey, good morning, Joe. How are you today? I'm alive, and that counts. How are you? Praise God. Doing well. Praise be to God. Uh, so, big event uh, recently. You had the National Catholic Men's March to End Abortion. And, of course, you know, the battle for life is something that's uh, very near and dear to your heart. What are your thoughts post Roe v. Wade? Yes, yeah. First, it's uh, a sense of relief that, um, that the ruling came back as it did in the sense that it overturned, Dobbs overturned Roe and Casey. Um, also a sense of disappointment and sadness in the sense that uh, the justices did not decide to go further. They didn't, they didn't even comment on the science of life beginning at conception fertilization. They didn't get into that. They simply got into whether they believe the Constitution speaks to um, overturning Roe and Casey, whether the Constitution um, has a right to abortion, which they said absolutely it does not, which they finally got right. So thanks be to God for that. Um, but then just a sense of sobriety and saying, let's look at the big picture here. Uh, my sense was not to, to jump into a bunch of rejoicing. That just wasn't um, how it affected me. How it affected me was really a sobriety and saying, okay, big picture here. The battle continues. This is uh, one battle that there's a victory in, thanks be to God. Um, but there is much more to go, and the, the battle rages on. So we have to get our bearings, understand where we're at, what we need to do, and um, and press the attack, as they say. I mean, your uh, uh, National Men's March to End Abortion was just weeks, really, a couple of weeks before this big event. I mean, what was the what was the mood among the men that gathered in Florida? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the mood among the men, I think, was was one of um, one of simply wanting to to do something and and something that um, would be effective. And I think that was the opportunity that we had there at the men's march in Tallahassee to say that there is something that we can do to lend our voices um, to the, the thousands of babies that are being murdered every single day. This is an ongoing mass murder taking place in our nation. And, um, and, and there is an influence that each one of us has, and we have to take responsibility for that. And when we gather together as men, we can maximize that influence. And on that day, um, we were able to do that gathering um, first outside of an abortion center and, and outside of a pregnancy resource center. And then um, during the march, we had full police escort and we had images, big images of abortion victim photography, the, the children victimized in the womb, murdered in the womb. Also images of children developing intact in the womb and showing just the reality of what's going on as we march down uh, the street three miles with this big banner saying, let's stop murdering our preborn children and calling on America to repent, calling on men specifically to, to repent. And so um, I think there was a sense of seeing the different reactions as we walked in that march and also getting a sense of God's grace. Yes, he wants us to answer his call. This is one way that we can step up, one opportunity that he's given us. And, and so we make the most of it. Um, but there are many, many more. And so we've got to participate with his grace. We've got to be open to that and understand that there is far more that each one of us can do, and we have to strive to do it. Jim, let me share with you one of my concerns, and I want to get your take on this. I am very concerned that after the decision from uh, from about Roe v. Wade from the Supreme Court, people are going to be lulled into a false sense of security, and they're going to stop fighting against abortion. Most uh, obviously in Houston and and in Texas. We everybody rejoiced like okay we had a trigger law the abortion is banned in Texas let's celebrate and then immediately after the uh, a judge in Harris County uh, fought against it and now it seems as though they're going to be able to have abortions in Texas again for at least the next few months as this goes to the court and so could, that's my concern is that people are not going to see the follow up news they just heard okay Roe v Wade overturned and now we can relax we don't have to go out to abortion clinics anymore we don't have to pray, do public rosary rallies. We don't need men marches anymore. Uh, what say you, Mr. Havens? Yeah, we've got to do we've got to do more than ever. And I think that's the what is before us right now. That's the opportunity is to say, okay, there's some momentum here. Let's maximize this. And I want to call anybody who's been on the sidelines in this fight to dive in and to get active. Again, God is pouring out the grace. We've got to participate with it. So we've got to be real about what we have done, what we haven't done to this point. We've got to face reality as it is and take responsibility for what we can do, make a new resolve to do more. And when we face that reality, we have to remember the words of our Lord Jesus himself. He said, whatever you do to the least of these, you did it unto me. He identified himself with the least of these. These are the least of the least. They're being treated as, as garbage, dehumanized, discarded by the thousands in our nation every single day. The women that are being exploited by the lie of abortion. Where are the men standing up for these women, standing up for these children? This is going on every single day. And again, our Lord gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan. And what does he show us there? 
The one who did the right thing was the one who faced reality and was moved with compassion at the sight. Those words should pierce us in this time that we are living in. We should be moved with compassion at the sight when we face the reality of what's going on with this ongoing daily mass murder of abortion. And we've got to do more. Again, God's pouring out the grace. We've got to respond and participate with that grace. Amen. I, I love what you're saying there. You know, it also brings to mind the, uh, the, the reality that a lot of people find themselves in. And, uh, you know, we have some of our CDT insiders uh, talk to certain friends as well that have been in the situation where, you know, they felt compelled, even in a very simple way, to talk about this or post something about it in social media mm -hmm. and get themselves out there and defend life. Um, I, I think that, that uh, right now it's uh, the best time to start doing that, to really go out and be countercultural and say, no, this is, you, are, you, are, you are promoting the murder of children and take a, a firm yes. stand. Um, I'm wondering, you know, how are you going to retool for the, for the future? What, what, what's the future? I think, I think it's a good place to start, maybe on social media, but if men wanted to join you for another march or whatever you're planning, what, what's, in the, what's in the cards for you? Yeah, yeah. First, I would say I like the way you're framing it up. I think that it's helpful for us to see this as an opportunity, right? We get to participate with God's grace poured out for us to enter into this battle, uh, to, to love and to protect and to lead in this time. Um, th this is not always going to be going on by God's grace. If we do our part, this is going to be on the trajectory of, of all the, the human rights atrocities of the past. I think slavery is the best example for us to look to. It was once baked into society. Now it's not only illegal, but unthinkable. Nobody's advocating for that. I think that's where we're going to get to if we continue to push forward. This is abortion is not only going to be illegal, but unthinkable. They're going to look back on this time and think what a barbarous people to be doing what they were doing. They were living a, a pagan. This was pagan. This was um, this was awful, atrocious. And so we're going to be judged by history, but we're going to be judged by our Lord. And the opportunity right now is to say, where are what, what did you what did you do during that time? Right. So so don't let this time pass you by. Right. What did you do leading up to, to Roe being overturned? How did you participate in that fight to get to that point? And what are you going to do to push on now um, in this time that we are in? Take the opportunity. We get to participate with God's grace in this way. And the Men's March is one outlet for that. This is an opportunity for men to be the men that we are made to be. We're going to retool by learning from everything that we've done thus far, continuing to, to pray and work. We do these things one at a time, and then we discern, all right, Lord, what do you want us to do next? And pretty quickly in the discernment after this last men's march in Tallahassee, um, one of the men from Boston, Massachusetts approached and said, said, hey, how about one in Boston? We followed up on that. And so um, that's that's underway. The planning is underway for the next National Men's March to End Abortion in Boston, wow. Massachusetts. And that's going to be in early October. Um, and Father Imbarato and I are actually going to travel to Boston uh, next weekend. So we're going to be in town we're going to do a little, a little presentation at a, uh, a parish in, um, in Rentham. So this is going to be at, um, for, for those listening in Boston right now, in the, in the greater Boston area, Friday, July 8th, 6.30 p.m. in the church basement hall at St. Mary's 
Rentham, 130 South Street. Uh, we're going to have a little presentation on authentic manhood and the pro-life movement, and we're going to share more about this National Men's March coming to Boston in Amazing. early October. And we're going to see where we go from there. But, yeah, all yeah. by God's grace, all for God's glory. Uh, it's too bad it's early October. I'll be in, uh, I'll be in New England, the Boston area, in uh, later October. So that would have been pretty mm. cool to have double-dipped there. But um, real quick, yeah. a couple minutes left with Jim Haven. Simple Truth is his uh, uh, radio show, which you can listen to on the station of the Cross, 4 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, there's a couple of stories here. The Democratic governors tried to lure back companies with promise of abortion. Uh, Gavin Newsom has been uh, using uh, campaign dollars to run ads in Florida to speak to former Californians. Uh, they're doing so in Texas and other parts of the country as well. And uh, they're, they're promising that if we can get these companies to come back to California or other blue states, you know, we don't have oil and gas, but we do have abortions that you could use for your employees. I find that fascinating given that so many companies are coming out. Uh, Dix has been uh, famous in the headlines the last couple of days. $4,000 to any of their employees who want to get an abortion. I guess that's cheaper than maternity leave or putting a new child on their health insurance. Uh, certainly ensures the worker can just always work and never have to be off. So what do you make of these woke companies and uh, blue states that are just using abortion to entice people to come back. It shows how ridiculous it is in this time that we are in, this lie of abortion being perpetuated in, in, in the corporate level, baked into these corporations. It's, um, it's yeah, these, these woke liberal leaders. But there's a whole lot of people that don't want to go along with this that are working for these corporations at various levels. Um, look, they're, they're, there's, there's cowardly men in the mix here. So we have to call upon one another as brothers, stand up. Do what you are called to do. This evil is on the march in many ways. And so are we going to just passively let it roll on or are we going to use whatever influence we have and, and, and cast aside this sort of false prudence that tries to justify our inaction? And are we going to actually be humble and say, Lord, I give it all to you and, and the, uh, the ramifications. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to stand up and say no to this. Who's losing their job at Dick's over standing up? against this. I haven't seen any reports of that. And so that's a problem. Men need to stand up and say no to this. And, um, and that's, again, one of the, what we're trying to do with the Men's March, give an opportunity where even when we go into the belly of the beast, like we're going to be doing in, in Boston, Massachusetts, it, it, it has an impact because it gives an opportunity for men to stand together and say, no, this is wrong and I will not stand by. And I'm going to point out what is true, and I'm going to stand up for that. And that's who we are called to be. We've, otherwise, what are we becoming? We are not. We are not living our manhood well at all. Mm. And that's a uh, that's a miserable sort of existence. Mm. So participate with God's grace. Trust in God, and uh, you will you will reap the fruits. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. All right, Jim Havens, A Simple Truth. Check him out at Station of the Cross, 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Thanks for your time today. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Thank you, John. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come right back. We have more breaking news and stories, and we're going to talk about gun rights and gun control. We'll be right back. Years ago, when I started acting, modeling, and singing in Mexico, my Catholic faith was not the center of my life. It took me many years to discover that success, fame, money, and all the pleasures of the world were not going to fulfill me. I got to a point in my life where I thought I had everything, but I realized something was missing. Thankfully, I began a faith journey that brought me back to God and the home to the Catholic Church. You can too. Discover more at CatholicsComeHome.com.
Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. This one from Axios. Turkey lifts objection to Sweden and Finland's NATO membership. Turkish President Erdogan agreed on Tuesday to lift his objection to Sweden and Finland joining NATO, paving the way for the two Nordic nations to begin the process. Sweden and Finland moved rapidly to apply to NATO in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, reversing decades of security policy and opening the door to the alliance's ninth expansion since 1949. The Daily Wire reports Elizabeth Warren wants Planned Parenthood to set up tents inside of national parks. Senator Warren suggested that the federal government could sidestep any state laws regulating abortions by allowing Planned Parenthood's outposts to set up on the outskirts of national parks. Warren reportedly made the comments to the Washington Post's abortion reporter Caroline Kitchener, calling, the pre calling uh, jo uh, President Joe Biden's administration to step up in the wake of the Supreme Court's 6-3 ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, which uh, resulted in a 5-4 decision overturning landmark abortion cases Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. LifeSite reports police arrest Freedom Convoy leader Tamara Litch yet again. Tamara Litch, the Freedom Convoy organizer, was arrested last night. Constitutional lawyer Keith Wilson tweeted the news in the early hours of June 28th. He said that it is currently understood that Litch's arrest relates to her bail conditions, which uh, include, uh, after being arrested for her involvement in the Freedom Convoy, include prohibition against involvement in any anti-COVID-19 mandate activities and Freedom Convoy activities or social media activity related to the convoy. Breitbart reports Boy Scouts aid passengers when Amtrak train derails. They were willing to put themselves aside. Two uh, Boy Scout troops from Wisconsin rendered aid on Monday when an Amtrak train derailed in Missouri. The train crashed into a dump truck at an uncontrolled crossing, and the scouts from Appleton were riding the train when the incident occurred. However, the young people instantly took action by breaking windows and assisting other passengers off the train. One of the boys, a 15-year-old, rushed over to comfort the truck driver in the moments before he died. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, you know, just last week, there was a, a Supreme Court ruling that came down 6-3 decision. Clarence Thomas wrote the, uh, the opinion on uh, sort of overturning a New York law that regulated who could and could not get a uh, uh, license to carry. And we want to talk about the implications of that decision with Braden Langley, Langley Outdoors Academy from on YouTube. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, praise be to God. We're glad you're here. Thank you for your time. 
Um, so this was kind of a big deal. I mean, the Dobbs case overshadowed all of these big deal decisions that came out, but this was one of them. Tell us about this decision and its implications. Uh, yeah, you, you're correct. It's actually um, in the last decade, it's the biggest deal to, so to quote, uh, so to speak, from the Second Amendment side of things. Um, this this is a very interesting situation because um, it stacks on top of the Heller decision from 2008. Um, just kind of a real high level primer. You're talking about something that in the Heller decision, they came out and decided that you had the right to keep a firearm in your home because D.C. was basically challenging that right. Well, they left it open and said in the home specifically. So then the gun control side, the gun regulation side said, well, you said in the home, you didn't say outside in public. So now they competed with the public safety. They said, because Heller said in the home, we're going to leave that alone. But now we can go after public safety because there's a public interest. Mm. And that led down a very complicated road of mm. judgments, a lot of things which included means in testing, lots of things which complicated the idea to have a Second Amendment right to bear arms, even though it says keep and bear arms. Well, the Supreme Court didn't say bear arms. They didn't reinforce that, even though it's there originally, right? So that's what led into the Bruin case. And in the Bruin case, you're talking about the Supreme Court left no rock unturned. They said, no, that's absolutely a right. It stacks on top of Heller. They referenced to the Heller and McDonald's decisions in that same SCOTUS case. They really drove this home. It's a, it's a massive deal for multiple reasons. So New York is now trying to step back and figure out how they can continue to keep some gun control. What are they doing right now? Well, so that's, and that's the interesting thing. It's not just New York, but specifically because New York was the catalyst to this lawsuit, they are putting forward new legislation because they had something in, uh, in place called proper cause. So basically, the whole juxta, the whole crux of the problem was the state decided if you could or could not bear arms based on their, uh, their opinion of if you needed one or not, which is blatantly unconstitutional, which is the whole finding of Bruin. So they had to rip out their concealed carry law around proper cause, and they had to put a new one in. So they're going to be voting on that today. I actually did a video of this on my channel last night. And they're doing things like requiring training, uh, enhanced background checks, which is ironic because they already did the background checks up and down, left and right when they purchased the firearm. And then they're also talking about potential safe storage mandates that are more in the home versus out of the home and how you actually store it. Now, that's if they actually do that, again, we haven't actually seen if it passes yet, but this is a very quick special session that Kathy Holtz will put in place. We're going to know more today or tomorrow, but from a standpoint of actually in New York, you're now looking more like the carry laws of Ohio before they went constitutional carry, which is a shift to the right side of the spectrum, still in the gun control category, but they are shifting. Yeah, Braden. I remember when I was living in California, I would uh, peruse some of the um, some of the um, you know certain forums online to figure out. What exactly would be a good cause to be able to get a concealed carry license while I was living there? And it was, you know, there was all kinds of different uh, people posting, well, I, I posted uh, this reason and it seemed to get denied and this one got approved. Was there any sort of, uh, it was just the opinion of, of, the, of the people to, to decide what was a good cause for the, the people applying? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. So. There was not a set standard, which if you're talking about constitutional rights, that's kind of one of those things that everyone has. <laughs> like yeah. There's kind of a set standard. If, if you have the ability to in, uh, be alive and have those rights, then you shouldn't have someone de declaring if you can or cannot use them. Yeah, and that was the whole, the whole point. And um, 
it literally came down to a politician or a official saying, this is what's going to happen. Sorry. Like you can't have it because you didn't prove just enough cause. And that's not for them to say. I mean, quite frankly, that's not, that's not what we're about. You know, um, this, the, the big story this morning is California has a, apparently, uh, oops, our bad. Mm -hmm. And the Los Angeles, uh, DA leaked the data, private information of, of uh, permit carriers in, I think it was L.A. County, I think it was like over 2,000, almost 3,000 people's information was made public. They've since taken it down, and they've, uh, you know, sworn to uphold the privacy of these of these people. But <laughs> golly, you is, uh, so sorry, uh, our bad. But, I mean, this is what we're seeing. It's like this petty fight in order to circumvent the Constitution. Is... Is this just stuck to blue states, or are there some purple states in between that are also playing this game? There's, this is much more on the deep blue states as of right now. Because you have, I mean, if you look at it from a complete spectrum, you had the far blue states that are putting in what's called May issue determination. So they would say, you might get a permit if we deem it necessary. Well, that was really in only six states, okay? The other states involved, some have red flag laws, some have different criteria, but you're not really seeing this exact same push in states like Pennsylvania, for example. Pennsylvania has a pretty healthy debate of constitutional carry or red flag laws. Like that's one of the things that they're debating right now. So they're kind of in that purple middle zone. Now in California with Rob Bonta specifically, he is as anti-gun as you can get. And for, for them to accidentally leak that, at the same time, they've just come out with a decision un unraveling their entire um, concealed carry scheme. There's got to be some sort of litigation, some sort of consequence to that, because they're sitting judges, they're probation officers, there's police officers. There was a lot of very important things that were leaked in that. Homes, names, addresses. I mean, New York did something very similar a little while ago, but it, it seems to only happen in those places that are not gun friendly, which I find interesting. Yeah, what if uh, ATFs would accidentally leak their digitized records that they receive from closed gun stores? Um, that would be thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, citizens all across the country that would just accidentally find their way to the Internet. It would be kind of a, a crazy situation. Uh, so what's the long game here? Um, are, are they going to have to retool their strategy in order to get the kind of gun control they want? They're in the middle of that right now. That, that's exactly what's happening. So when you when you look at the broad spectrum of what the gun control movement versus the gun rights movement has been going through the last 10, 15, 20 years, what they'll typically do, and this is a strategy, it's not like it's published somewhere, but you can kind of see what they're doing. They'll go into states that are more democratic-leaning, more blue-leaning, that are more likely to allow them to infringe on the Second Amendment. They'll have court systems which use something called means-in testing, which is the way that they determine if you can get a gun or not get a gun or if a ban's okay or if a ban is not okay. And that's one of the reasons they're so upset about Bruin is because in Bruin, before that decision came out, there was a one, there was, excuse me, there was a two-step process. You had to look at the history and the text, which was the Second Amendment, and then you also had to look at what's the outcome for public safety? What's the ends to the means here? And that's how they were doing AR bans. That's how they were doing handgun rosters. That's how they were doing all of these things, which were infringed on the Second Amendment because the circuit courts were upholding them using that standard of testing. Well, in Bruin, Thomas came out and said, two steps is too many steps. It's one too many steps. You need one. You need to look at history and you need to look at text. So when you look at history and text, it's pretty clear. Is there a prerequisite or a historical precedent for Second Amendment rights in this country? Yes, there is. 
is there a text that says the Second Amendment is valid in keeping bare arms? Yes, there is in the conversation. So what they've done is they've gone into blue states and they try these. Hold that thought for me, Braden. Hold that thought. Braden Langley, yeah. Langley Outdoors Academy on YouTube. Great channel. I watch it. Just it gives me so much information on this topic. Keeps me up to date. Langley Outdoors Academy. Hold that thought. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come right back. And we're going to continue this conversation. I want to get into those red flag laws as well. And why there seems to be a disconnect mentally on what the Second Amendment actually is. All that coming up. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. G.K. Chesterton says, Thanks are the highest form of thought. At the sacrifice of the Mass, we hear the priest say, We do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Always and everywhere. Have we ever really thought about that? If we were always thankful to God, always and everywhere, what would our lives be like? Chesterton says, We should always endeavor to wonder at the permanent thing, not at the mere exception. We should be startled by the sun, not by the eclipse. We should wonder less at the earthquake and wonder more at the earth. Thanks are the highest form of thought. Maybe that's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to share your Catholic faith with one another. Wouldn't it be great if everyone eagerly shared their faith? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Braden Langley from Langley Outdoors Academy on YouTube is our guest. We're talking about gun rights and gun control in America. Uh, I cut you off right before the break. Sorry about that, Braden. We're grateful for your time. You want to pick up where you left off? Yeah, no, absolutely. So basically, what we were kind of talking about is what they've done in regards to the question of what's the long game here. What the, the gun control advocates will do is they'll try into, into like little policies. They'll kind of do bigger policies in deep blue states where they can get away with it. And then if they stand up to scrutiny, utilizing that means in, in testing that Bruin just struck down, then they'll move it out to national, move out to other states. Like Colorado is an example. Everything was kind of isolated to the East Coast and the West Coast. Colorado started to turn blue and all of a sudden the gun movements that were proven to work in California, Oregon, Washington, New York, all those states started to go into Colorado. So the good news is the Bruin case kind of shut down a lot of the options that they have because of that. They changed that testing standard, but that's kind of where we're at. So long game, they're running out of options to infringe because once the Supreme Court speaks, they can't keep doing that same thing. Mm. So eventually they're going to run out of the little incremental moves they're doing because that's what they do. You know, boil that pot, that frog real slowly, not quickly. So eventually they're going to run out of incremental and you're going to see a bigger push to do much larger things, which will also ultimately run into resistance. Isn't it the case, though, that even if you're allowed to have a handgun, like California, for example, you're, okay, even if you're allowed to have it, good luck using it and hopefully stay out right. of prison, even to defend yourself. 100%. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, if you look at the 
um, Prime Minister of Canada who just said recently, you don't have a right to defend yourself. That's that's kind of where the kids don't have that right written in their constitution. He openly said it on an open interview. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at the background of a lot of um, the politicians who are going against the gun movement, they're going against gun rights, that's, that's what they've said. They've, they've kind of gone and incrementally added policies where there's a penalty that you face if you don't do the certain right things in a defensive situation, like the duty to retreat, for example, in some blue states. If someone invades your home and you have a way behind you, you have you are ob, you are obligated to run away before you defend yourself. And if you defend yourself before running away, you will be in trouble. You have to prove yourself when they're in your home. And that's that's an example of that to what you're talking about. Wow. You know, that brings to mind. Um, it, I'm curious to get your take on this because uh, I know that there's a lot of advertising for uh, sort of carry insurance uh, just in case you ever have to use your your weapon in self-defense, there's companies that will uh, uh, you're paying insurance into. And I think they uh, represent you, uh, you know, in a court of law. What do you what do you think about these sort of companies? Do you think that people who who carry uh, from day to day should have something like this? It depends on the state that you're in. I mean, just as candidly as I can be, because you've got different laws that you're facing. Right. Right. So in a stand your ground law state you have different obligations and different responsibilities than you do in a duty to retreat state, mm-hmm. right? So the biggest thing that I can advise on that, it's not, it's never a bad idea to cover your bases, but sometimes you have more of a need to cover your bases based on where you live geographically, yeah. right? Like if, right. You, if you live in Florida, for example, you have a stand your ground law. Well, if you're, if you feel that you were threatened or your family is threatened, mm-hmm. you can respond with deadly force because there's a direct, uh, direct threat. You aren't obliged to retreat. Mm-hmm. But in other states, you do. So, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, analyze it from your own perspective. I think it's a good idea to have that support in court, to have someone to call when something goes wrong. And that's what those services do. Um, I would definitely say if it fits the criteria that you're in need of, I would go for it. It also they usually provide a lot of education as well for your location. So it's something to look into 100 percent. I was just thinking about this video that I remember seeing from a few years ago from France, who also has these uh, crazy gun laws there. Uh, where even if you're allowed to have it, good luck using it and uh, try to stay out of prison. Well, they were having a major immigration crisis there. Muslims were coming in, and but they were, there were some in the in the Muslim crowd there that were attacking French citizens. And there was a video of of these guys chasing these women, and this guy uh, pulls out his gun and stands his ground. And the whole time I'm thinking he's going to defend these women. And going to go to prison in the in the long run, and that just seems bizarre to me. So I want to talk about the disconnect. Even in our country, when you see politicians, even President Joe Biden is fond of saying, "You don't need more than one shot, you know, to kill a deer." And the Second Amendment was never about <laughs> deer, was it? I mean, I love deer. I I, I eat some deer every year. I love They're delicious. deer. They're delicious. I like filling my freezer full of it. It's fantastic meat for my family. But the Second Amendment has nothing to do with deer. No, the, the, the Second Amendment does not. It's a tool. It's a tool for what you're using it for, whether you're using it in 1776 style for defending your freedom or you're hunting, putting food on the table, or you're defending yourself. It's just like anything else. How do you get to your job every day? You drive a car. How do you get your coffee? You use a coffee maker. It's, it's, the, it's a tool application of what's needed, right? And so to your example of why would you not be able to defend yourself, I think it speaks to something a little bit deeper from a – centralized command and control kind of thing. This is kind of a, a power scheme and more, more in my opinion. Um, it makes no sense if you're going to say 
you can't defend yourself with a firearm, but you can call the police who bring firearms to defend themselves. So the, the problem is clearly not a firearm. The problem is clearly that someone else outside of your control is using that firearm. Because if firearms were the issue, you wouldn't have police officers armed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and that's the, there's a lot of, I say on my channel all the time, this, the policies that the gun controllers and the, typically the left will have, they don't stand together. They, they do not work. Like, for example, in one case, you could have any, anything that we can do, we can infringe upon a Second Amendment. Anything we can do to save one life is worth it. But on the same token is how dare you touch Roe v. Wade. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and, it's like, and you'll have that conversation in the exact same, sen the same sentence. Right. And it will literally be, and I'm right on both of these, and how dare you challenge me on it. Mm. And, well, I'm going to challenge the, the, the concept that you're putting forward because you're saying that we can infringe on the Second Amendment. We don't need guns. We aren't in the militia anymore. And if we can save one life, it's worth it. But on the other side, if you say, well, let's just kick this Roe v. Wade thing back to the states, it's like riots, nights of rage, how dare you? Right. These aren't lives. These are zygotes. Yeah. These are clumps of cells. And it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm not trying to get into a different, different debate of it, but, but there's when you a, look at those two there's things. There's a schizophrenia here. There's a, there's a hypocrisy that's clear to us, but not clear to them, which is bizarre to me when you, you can't have rational conversations. In the UK, they have, they put the, the police department posts pictures of all the knives they have had to confiscate. Uh, kitchen knives are most of them, by the way. So are we going to outlaw kitchen knives because that's the weapon of choice there? Uh, there was a, the, the guy who ran through the, the victims at the Waukesha Parade. Are we going to outlaw cars? I think it's clear that man has demonstrated due to his sin nature that if we're uh, hell-bent on killing and maiming people, we will find new and creative ways to do that. It seems like we are uh, talking about Band-Aids instead of the gushing wound. Well, yeah, so, and you just hit on something else that is going towards a deeper conversation, right? In my own personal belief, the hearts of men are corrupted. You're going, I mean, they're going to find a way, kind of like what you said. If, if you are intent on doing, in my opinion, what would be evil, then you're going to find a way to do that evil. If you're in UK, well, I've got all these kitchen knives around. Well, we're going to start banning kitchen knives. That doesn't make any sense. So now you can only have a three-inch kitchen, kitchen knife? Right. <laughs> it seems like we're just progressing down the road. It doesn't seem like we're stemming this at the baseline issue, right? And um, I don't know, you can't legislate morality. You can't legislate the hearts of men. At some point, you just have to look at the deeper underlying issue of maybe we have a culture issue versus a tool issue. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I believe there's a war for the soul of America right now. And uh, and it's going to be interesting because the the country is is being clearly divided up, and uh, the left is falling on the left, and the right is falling on the right, and and the middle is becoming more and more scarce by the day. I mean, I, in the last segment we were talking to uh, our friend from Florida, and uh, we were illustrating how these governors, these Democratic governors, are wanting people to move back to the blue states because they provide abortion. And I'm sure they would lump gun control into the same conversation. They would say, come back, because, you know, we don't allow people to have guns or use them in their defense. Uh, it just seems like our country is headed to a precipice, and I see this as one of those key issues. I would, I would agree. So I agree with, with portions of that. I have a little bit different stance on the political precipice piece. Um, if you're If you're looking at policy decisions and policy preferences. Yeah, blue states are going to have less gun rights and they're going to have more abortion rights and red states are going to have more gun rights and less abortion stuff, or abortion availability. So 
I think that we are absolutely polarizing, but I think we're breaking it off of a federal level. I think we're going down to a state level, right? So everything in the past 20, 30 years has been driving towards, we need broad sweeping federal legislation to control this, to do this, to get this big, broad, bloated federal government. And it's breaking down. If you look at the gun rights, it literally just said states, you cannot infringe, but it's still your decision. It's nothing federal. If you look at abortion, you say, hey, abortion rights, it's no longer Roe v. Wade. Now it's up to the states. You guys figure it out. I think we're seeing a decentralization because the one broad-based federal model is running into issues because it's not a one-size-fit-all situation. Yeah, but, they, now, if you're, but when do they ever like to give back power? <laughs> well, when does anyone like to give back power? No, never. <laughs> no one. No one does. Right? That's, that's, again, you're going back to the corruption in the hearts of men. If you're, yeah. Men don't like to give up power. You, I mean, if you look at that from a political, historical precedent, if you look at that from humanity, evolution, if you look at that from religion, like all sorts of cases, men don't like to give up power and autonomy. No, they sure they, they just, don't. They, they just don't. And a lot of it comes down to humbling yourself before whatever you're talking about. But that's a different thing. Um, so in my personal opinion, I don't, I understand the raising temperatures. I see it, but I think that the middle is a lot bigger than people are giving credit for because you're only hearing the extremes on both sides. Mm. I think the middle is that getting is getting to a certain point where you're going to hear them tell the left to sit down. That's too far for this area of what you're discussing. And I think you're also going to hear them on the right say, sit down. That's too far. We need to, we need to chill. I think the temperature needs to be lowered significantly in this country. And I think that's the way it's going to happen. That's just a hypothesis. Um, obviously, I'm not a national political figure from a standpoint of like in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or whatever. Um, that's my hope anyway. Sure. I can see it happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't have much time because we're down to it now, but uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time to talk about those red flag laws. I, I find that interesting because you'd think on the surface that would be a good thing, but there's certainly a big loophole there to be abused, and we've, we've, mm -hmm. uh, we've discussed that, but we'll have to have you back. Uh, Braden Langley from Langley Outdoors Academy. Two videos a day, huh? Yes, sir. There's a lot of gun rights we've got to put out there. That's, that's one of those things, man. We've got things that are going on across the nation, and then we also look at the themes and the trends so we can really dive in to see where they're going so we can get in front of it. Yeah, praise be to God. Check them out. On YouTube, Langley Outdoors Academy. Braden Langley, thank you for your time today. God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. That's going to do it for hour number one. Praise be to Jesus. Thank you all for joining us. If you can and you are able to, join us in the second hour. If you're not able to listen on the radio, you can always hang out with us on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. A lot more news and stories to cover, plus our game show is coming up in the next hour and the after show where you get to comment directly. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Atheists have often viewed belief in God as wishful thinking, a projection of an idea because man fears death. But is this a fair claim? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, not everyone accepts God's existence for this reason. There are many who acknowledge his existence on the grounds of reasonable arguments. Second, even if someone does believe in God for this reason, it says nothing whether or not the proposition, God exists, is true. And finally, third, the theist could turn the table and say atheists reject God simply because they're scared of a divine rule maker and don't want to submit. Obviously, this is not evidence that can be used in support of theism. So, is atheism justified because belief in God is wishful thinking? Absolutely not. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Social media has enabled us to be more connected than ever with the people from our past, friends who we rarely see, and family who live far away. This can be a great blessing, but when used without guidance by our children, social media can actually deform a child's development. An essential aspect of a child's development is their relationship to the world. This happens through interactions between a child and their peers and a child and adults. Because of social media, most teens are overwhelmingly more influenced by their peers than by the adults in their lives. This is a problem. 94% of parents underestimate the activity of their children on social media. Don't be that parent. Use filtering and monitoring apps to protect your child and stay engaged in their tech use. Or better yet, hold off on introducing your child to social media. You want to be the strongest influence in your child's life for as long as possible. For our full podcast on this topic and for downloadable resources, visit us at messyfamilyminute.org. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Thank you for listening to Catholic Radio on KSHJ in Houston. Join our email list by texting GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to 42828. Welcome back. We just wrapped up a conversation with Braden Langley. And I have to say, uh, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I didn't call him Brandon not a single time during the interview. I feel I feel good about that. I mean, the last time we interviewed him, I called him Brandon the entire interview. He never corrected me. He just let it yeah. roll. You know, I had to uh, I had to pull a lot of strings to get him back I'm sure. after after what you did, Joe. <laughs> But, I'm, uh, I'm sure. So the poor fellow. Like, Look, I'm gonna give you one more chance. One more chance. And then you're dead to me otherwise. You know, so, but I did get his name correct this time. Praise be to God. Braden Langley, Langley Outdoors Academy. Uh, he is very good about uh, covering the news from a Second Amendment perspective, and so I watch his channel quite a bit in order to keep up to date to sort of what's going on, the Cliff Notes version. And he weeds through it all. It's very, very good. So I would encourage you to check it out. If you missed the interview, you can always get the podcast version of our show on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. So that's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Or you can also check it out on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, also on the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app, which is one of uh, my favorite ways to listen to our show. Uh, I would encourage you to check that out in your app store. Praise be to God. Joe, I got a question for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what piece of entertainment are you sending out tomorrow? I, you know, it's funny. You just read my mind. Oh. Yeah. Did, was your guardian angel whispering into your ear or something? Oh, is that who that is? Because I, I was, thought it was schizophrenic or something. Because yeah, the voices are they're an issue for you. <laughs> Adrian's reading and not switching video. You got to love it. Um, so uh, I was just thinking, actually. I, I, you know, I didn't send an email last week. Last week was so crazy busy. Oh, yeah. I mean... Well, you're in California. I was between the travel. You know what I love about airports? Um, 
you love something about airports. Okay, is it not spending thirty dollars on a sandwich? Nothing. Is that what you love? Nothing about airports that I love. A guy coughing like, on you, making not, you sick. Yeah, nothing. I mean, like you check in, and the security line is the longest in the history of security lines. <laughs> and I have a half hour to get to the gate. And oh, the good news is, hey, the gate is the furthest point from the security line possible at that particular airport. Listen, man. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't had to do that in the Frankfurt Airport, which I, I think is the I largest have done, airport, by the way, in, in Frankfurt, I have gone through Frankfurt. Yes, that, that happened to me one time, and I was like, <laughs> I wish I had my skateboard right I now. Know. <laughs> I, I would was get there running in no to the time. <laughs> I was literally running to the gate, only Dang. to get there, you know, sweating and out of breath, and and only to find out that the hits just keep on coming because, uh, oh, by the way, there are no pilots to fly this thing. And it, because there's no pilots, nobody knows how to turn the AC on. So there was no AC, and we're crammed into this plane. And oh, and oh, the other thing was, I discovered I got the deal of the century mm. on the ch one chair in the entire plane with the shortest amount of legroom. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> particularly less so than every other seat, and so I was crammed in there. Up against the bulkhead, sweating, and uh, had to wait another 40 minutes before the AC turned on, boy. And the whole time I'm thinking, Joe, you're Catholic. You should be offering this up. Joyfully. <laughs> Joyfully, darn it. Joyfully. And I wasn't doing any of that. I was complaining to myself the whole time. It was horrible. Anyway, how do we get on this tangent? Well, we're talking about uh, the oh, entertainment yes. piece oh, yes. this week. Why did I not send an email out last week? Well, because yeah. I was crammed into a tiny little box in the sky. Uh, so at any rate, uh, we are going to be sending out these CDT Insider email this week. Nice. And I do have a piece of content to share. I'm excited. I, yeah, sure. It's kind of right up my alley. I, I like finding gems on the internets, on the interwebs, and then sending them to you, our dear listeners, who are part of our Catholic Drive Time Insider crew, uh, which you can always sign up to our email list to get a part of. By the way, many of the insiders are hanging out with us on the private chat this morning. Our Telegram chat, uh, Jeff Burrier, Cl uh, Clarissa's there. I see Luz, Becky, Damon's there. Praise be to God. Mike K., good morning to you, Mike K. And by the way, congratulations. Big, huge oh, decision yeah. in your family yesterday. Nice. That was amazing. Uh, so if you're hanging out with us this morning, thank you for doing it. We love the chat that goes on in the back end. But the, the CDT Insider email goes out generally, most 90% 90, 90 of the time, every Thursday. And I send a little piece of uh, a gem, a little entertainment piece. I keep you up to date on anything that we're dealing with or anything that uh, you need to know about. I usually send that. But I always look for some cool piece of entertainment that you probably aren't going to find elsewhere. And this week's has something to do with St. Padre Pio, my patron saint. Ooh. Yeah, my confirmation saint. And I believe Adrian's as well. It's true. Adrian, you're... Uh, mad facts. Yeah, mad facts. So if I said, hey, Pio, you both would look? No, I, I prefer pious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You do? Yeah. I, I, I prefer the term pious. I, How about uh, Padre? I, I, uh, Padre's his first name, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Padre, I, I was going to say Francesco. I'm curious but, to okay. know if uh, Padre Pio took the name Pio after Pius V. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't remember... I just know he took P.O., obviously. Yeah, his name is Francesco. I don't remember exactly who he took it after, though. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out, because Pius X wouldn't have been a saint yet. I think he was still alive during... That doesn't mean his, he wasn't didn't have so, a cult, though. Yeah, probably. So we'll, I'm curious. If you know why uh, P.O. took the name P.O., 
I'd be very interested if you know. Yeah, I'm gonna. And accepting it's, it's my head cannon that it's Pius the Fifth until mm-hmm. proven otherwise. What until if, proven. What otherwise. if you took it after like little baby chicks because they go pew pew. I don't think so. Is that how that works? How I don't know that that. Yeah, mm. I don't think. I don't think I'm not really asking Amber Carey. She has chickens. Amber Carey has chickens. That's right. She is our one of our other insiders. Praise be to God. So, if you would like to get on the CDT Insider list and allow me to humbly harass you at least once a week in your email inbox and send you goodies, praise be to God. You can do that on our website at grnonline.com. Uh, forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Or you can pull out your cell phone and you can text the letters GRN to the number 42828. So if you text GRN, those letters, to the number 42828, you'll automatically be entered into our CDT Insider email list. You will also, as a just as a thank you, for doing it, you'll receive a talk by Father Bill Casey uh, of the Fathers of Mercy on the State of the Union, State of the Union of the Church, where we're at right now and where we're going. And it's a powerful talk. Father Bill Casey is amazing. Um, I've always enjoyed listening to Father Bill Casey, so uh, that'll come into your inbox right away. And I send out to those emails every Thursday and around the lunch hour, generally speaking. And then, of course, I resend them on Sunday afternoon. So if you don't join until after the lunch on Thursdays, well, you'll still get it in your inbox, but on Sunday. So that's how that works. Praise be to God. Um, coming up in this hour, we are, of course, going to do our game show, uh, The Fear and Trembling. That's coming up at 15 past the hour. And you can win prizes. You don't need to know the answers to our trivia questions to still win our game. So your chances are pretty good. And we'll pull a name out on Friday out of the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence. But you'll need to be our first caller at 15 past the hour. We'll give you the phone number then. If you want to hedge your bet, if you want to stack the deck in your favor, you can always do that by going to our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt and look for the fear and trembling link at the top. That'll... That'll take you to where you got to go, praise be to God. You know, um, we were talking to Jim Havens last hour about, you know, the men's march, post-Roe v. World, and, you know, how we're reacting to it. And it's fascinating, because I find that there is great jubilation, to be sure. Overturning Roe begins the fight. We can finally now truly begin the fight at the state level where we will actually be able to have a major impact. But we're also, as I think Jim pointed out, we have to be sober here because the fight is only just beginning. And we're already seeing, like, for instance, in, in the state of Texas who had a trigger law, there's a judge in Harris County who is pushed back and is allowing abortions to continue until, until I, I can't remember, was it July? Six, oh, yeah. They said two, at least two months is going to take for the yeah. courts to make any decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, there's the stories of all these companies. And this is something I've been thinking about so much, and it's come up over the many years that I have been Catholic and thinking pro-life. You know, I said this before, there there is an organization, although I haven't paid any attention to it in a very long time, that routinely put out a list of all the companies that support abortion. And you would have to pay for that list. I, I did pay for this years ago and got the list, and it freaked me out to see all these companies that would be willing to pay uh, or to support abortion. 
And uh, now we're seeing companies up the ante. They're willing to pay for abortions themselves. And, of course, you probably heard the story of uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, for instance. But I wonder if you might be familiar with some of these other companies that are on this list. And the reality is uh, how much of our lives are wrapped up into these companies that support something we find intrinsically evil. Let me give you just some examples here. Uh, Adobe is on this list. Oh, man. And right now, our three computers... Don't well, get me started Adrian has Adobe. three all by himself. So our, our five computers just between the three of us right now, let alone our, our iOS devices, how much Adobe products is there? Microsoft. Like, basically, everything yeah. we use is Yeah, Microsoft's correct. on the list. Microsoft's on the list. Meta is on the list. That's your Facebook right there. Um, yeah. I mean, they shadow ban us anyway, but nonetheless, they're, they're on the group. <laughs> Everything is gay and wants to kill babies. Uh, Airbnb is on this list. Uh, have you rented uh, Airbnb lately? I'm just Kayak. Uh, Bank of America. Chase. Um, which I was happy to fire Bank of America, by the way. Um, Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, we fired them on our personal accounts. Uh, I still have one more step to fire them on a business account. Uh, but that's on my list, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, uh, Johnson Johnson's on this list. Expedia. Do you, does anybody still use Expedia? I use it sometimes. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, there you go. Expedia's on. DoorDash is on the list. Um, Disney, of course, is on this list. Uh, let's see here. Lyft is on the list. Let's see. Microsoft, we did mention them. Of course, Netflix is on this list. Mm -hmm. uh, Thankfully, they're... Uh Maybe on their way out. I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. There's, they're losing a lot of a lot of uh, memberships. So there. is Disney, but yeah, they're still around. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, a temptation there to say that there's going to be uh, a competitor coming in? But uh, yeah, not for a while. I don't think Nike. <laughs> Nike's on the list. Do you have Nikes? Do you? Do you? No, you don't. What about Levi's? No, that, they're on the list as well. Um, Nordstrom. I haven't been in a Nordstrom in probably 20 years. <laughs> I thrift all my clothes for this reason. Dude, you Nord know? does Nordstrom even... Do you, have you ever been in a Nordstrom, Adrian? Yeah, of course. It's too, actually, rich, too rich for my blood. I was actually given a Nordstrom gift card for my birthday. Really? Wow. Wow. Okay. Nordstrom is too rich for your blood. Nordstrom is cheap. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right, big like, baller. You got like $9 <laughs> family. Yeah. What are you talking about? Marie Antoinette right, over Mr. there. Mr. Burns. Let <laughs> <laughs> the meat cake. Let them Yikes. put on Nordstrom. What? What are you talking about? Uh, Patagonia is on this list. Uh, is that like an surprising. outdoor company? Yeah, it's Patagonia. a clothing company. Okay, yeah. So I think I remember their logo on outdoor jackets yeah. of all the coolest travel YouTubers. Yeah, wearing. The, I like uh, their stuff, but I can't fathom wearing it anymore. No. So. Uh, PayPal is on this list. Yep. Yeah, that breaks my heart. You know. Yeah, and they'll also cancel you if they figure out that you're right. You know, uh, conservative. So I got to figure out how to cancel them first. <laughs> so PayPal. So uh, we have to find an alternative to PayPal. Are there alternatives? Is the next question. Hmm. Uh, Reddit. Uh, I got canceled by That's Reddit a few surprising. times, so no hard feelings <laughs> there. <laughs> but you know, Joe, this brings up uh, this brings up something to me. Uh, you know, back when I was in California working at this uh, this fashion uh, company, um, they uh, they let go of a bunch of people. They let go of a bunch of people right when COVID started. Who did the company that I was working with? I see. Okay. And um, they they said, you know, this year we're not going to give out raises. 
But you know what they did do? What did they do? Well, they said that they were going to donate a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. And it just reminds me <laughs> of you the relationship. Given that to your employees. Exactly. The relationship between these employers who probably are in the same, same situation. Mm-hmm. They, they can't afford a, a raise for their. Uh, for their employees yeah. during COVID time, yeah. but they can pledge instead up to two thousand. Sometimes I've seen things up to like four thousand dollars per person to go and travel and get an abortion. So mm. you can you can tell where these companies are, what they're all about. Yeah, and um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It's just kind of right. It's very irksome. I think yeah. for me, Starbucks, Tesla is on the list. Uber is on the list. Amazon. Wells Fargo, Warner Brothers, Vox, Yelp, Zillow, I mean, a bunch more, a bunch, bunch more. They're more willing to pay for abortions. You know, maybe this makes it just easier for you, the employer, employee rather, to uh, not have kids and keep taking that low-income salary and stay at the job. A lot less expensive than putting a kid on the insurance plan, I suppose. There you go. At any rate, let's have some fun. Enough of the serious stuff. We're going to play Fear and Trembling. That's coming up next. Call now, 877-757-9424. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep. G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful, or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Do you really believe in a secret catching away of the church called the rapture? The pages of your Bible are empty of that type of talk. So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, solid biblical doctrine is time-tested. This rapture idea got its wheels rolling by John Darby in about 1830. I mean, have you heard of a third coming? You know you haven't. Secondly, God's nature. There's no reasonable premise in Scripture, let alone in moral reasoning, for the results of a rapture scenario such as this. A Christian pilot is yanked, raptured, out of his jet, while scores of the remaining passengers who are not Christians violently crash to their death. Meanwhile, said pilot is basking in the presence of God. This is absurd, and believe me, this is preached day in and day out. Thirdly, bad fruit. The preacher at your church says, Tonight, don't you be left in that pew alone while that person next to you gets raptured straight up into heaven. That, my friend, is folly with no foundation. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. Call right now. The first caller gets to be our contestant at 877-757-9424. That phone number is 
877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game at 877-757-9424. There are, as I like to say, secrets and agendas, but you're not allowed to tell anybody what I'm about to share with you. You've got to keep it just between us. And if you're willing to do that, then I will share them with you. Number one, we like to teach the faith. We look for teachable moments in the questions where you just might learn something that you did not know before. Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time. And our callers are actually amazing. They laugh right along with us, and we appreciate that. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which means this is a winner for everyone involved. But if you're new, I'll explain. We have three Catholic trivia questions in front of us. But we do not ask the caller these questions, so they don't even need to know the correct answers. I will ask Rudy, I will ask Adrian, one of them will give us a correct answer, the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Well, that prize happens to be a replica of the authentic one and only coffee cup of divine providence. Wow. And if you're watching on our YouTube stream, Odyssey, or anywhere that we stream, you can see I'm holding it in my hand right now. But there's a key distinction here. The one I'm holding is the original, and therefore it's not autographed. The one you will receive as a winner this week will mm -hmm. be autographed mm -hmm. by yours truly, yeah. by Joe McLean. Yeah by Adrian Fonseca, mm -hmm. the whole team of the CDT team. And it's scientifically proven that your coffee is going to taste 45% better in the coffee cup of Divine Providence, uh, should you choose yeah. to use it. Yeah, or at least two-thirds of the time. Two-thirds of the time. Yeah. We should get like Jesus Robles to stand guard over it. It is the original, after all. That is true. You know, he's here in his police uniform. I think we need like a cabinet for it. Like a special a cabinet. Like a little red rope around it or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Behind glass. You're right. We should keep it safe. Museum quality glass like so those it protects from the UV light. Those laser beam <laughs> trip lines. We should have those, you know? And that we should, huh? If we come in here and catch someone rappelling from the ceiling to like try Wallace to... Like Wallace and Gromit. Yes! <laughs> like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to God. All right. Uh, well, we're looking forward to a uh, CDT-sponsored prize pack to include a mug and many other things coming out this week to our winner. Let's go to the phones. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Praise be to God, Stephen. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Baird, Texas. Baird, Texas. Where is Baird, Texas? Well, do you know where Abilene is? I do. It is 20 miles east of Abilene. Wow. Wow, praise be to God. Well, that's probably got to be the first caller from uh, Baird, Texas, or even in the Abilene area uh, on the game show. Praise be to Jesus. What? what uh, how are you tuning in today? Are you listening via radio or mobile app or stream? How are you yeah. listening? Yeah, we got a signal coming out of Abilene, Albany area. It's 91.7. Wonderful. And where do you go to church, Stephen? In Clyde, a nearby town at St. Joachim and Ann. Oh, wow. Praise be to God. St. Joe came in and pray for us. Stephen, are you familiar with the game? Do you know how the rules work, sir? Yes, I think so. All right. Very good. So then you know. You know. It's me and you. I'm on your side. I'm the only one here you can trust, Stephen. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. All right. Praise <laughs> be to God. Wait a second. An uneasy alliance. He hasn't even answered yet, Adrian. <laughs> Well, all right, let's go to uh, Rudy first, as is our custom, our tradition, our patrimony here. Good morning, Tradition Rudy. with a big T. With a, is it? A big T? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Stephen, by the way, uh, Rudy has no tie on today, so interpret that however you will. Um, Unbound. 
Some would say there's I'll a correlation. I'll take it with a grain of salt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy, are you ready? Wise man. Yes, I'm ready. Are you sure? I am. Are you sure? Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, um, can you tell me which son of Adam and Eve was a shepherd? Yes. Uh, so it would be Cain, and he was a shepherd of boulders. Shepherd of boulders. And stones. Yeah. Um, they need shepherding? Yep. Oh, okay. They would move around. Well, really? Yeah. Like At that the, time. Like, like not in, anymore. Doesn't that happen in the Mojave Desert? They just move Death on. Valley. Yeah, Is sometimes. it Death Valley? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Salt Flats. Got it. Well, all right. Uh, Adrian. That's me. Uh, praise be to God. I'm glad we got that covered anyway. You get confused sometimes. I do. It's true. Uh, but can you tell me which son of Adam and Eve was a shepherd? Oh, yes. I wonder what it'll say. I know. I mean, he, they had a, a ton of sons. A lot of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know three of them. Yeah. And I'm going to say it was Abel. Abel. Mm-hmm. He was an able-bodied guy? <laughs> he <laughs> was until, you know, certain events happened. Couldn't help it. And Sorry. then he was no longer able-bodied. Yes. True story. All right. Uh, okay. Stephen, you got choices. Which son of Adam and Eve was a shepherd? Adrian seems to think it was Abel. Uh, but Rudy says it was Kane. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Stephen in Baird, Texas. What say you? Adrian is right. It's Abel. Do you, ha- do you, do you have to say it that way? Um, Stephen. Poor Abel, man. On. You, you, one should not be so confident in admitting Adrian is correct publicly. He knows the truth. He's clearly a very handsome, very intelligent, <laughs> intelligent astute. a wealthy man. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. Uh, a man beyond his ears. Abel didn't get milsonated, but he got stonated. He did. Yeah. True story. <laughs> Nobody mentioned Seth. I, I thought one of you would take Poor it. Seth. Yeah. Seth. No, no Sethites here. All right. Congratulations. Abel is the correct answer, and he was a shepherd. You're in the cup. You could win, Stephen. Let's see if we can't double your chances, though, with this next right. question. We're going cont- to we're, we're keep cruising down the Bible here. We're just going to stay in the chronological order, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the way through. All the way through. What? A lot of questions. We're going to go to Adrian by this. Uh, Adrian? Okay. I know that you at least saw a Bible in your theological time at the university. Yes, it was on a bookshelf true. someplace. <laughs> I, um, I have a couple. So I you like to look at them. You should be an expert at this. Mm, but okay. what is the universal symbol of peace carried by the dove returning to Noah's ark? Yes, I remember this. I remember this scene very vividly. Mm-hmm. So, what happened was, yeah. you have to understand that, okay. that Noah's Ark was just completely symbolic. It was, it was what? Like, it right. wasn't a, not a true story. It's not in Kentucky? It's not in Kentucky. <laughs> Wait a <is> second. <laughs> it was purely, purely a symbol. And huh? the dove carried in his beak okay. the rainbow back to Noah's Ark. But it was only symbolic. So, obviously, you didn't have a, just to actually have a rainbow. Huh. But, yeah. Huh. It appeared to be. Uh-huh. You're, Some might say. So you're saying a rainbow is your answer? I'm saying that the the bird, the uh-huh. dove, carried a rainbow in his beak back so to Noah's Ark. Rainbow is the rainbow's the answer. Okay. Let's get a second opinion, Stephen. How about that? Uh, Rudy, can you tell me what is the universal symbol of peace which was carried by the dove returning to Noah's Ark, sir? Well, it's what you extend to your brother and sister when they do something and you just don't want to talk to them anymore, but you have to anyway. So you, just, you, you extend have to like it's an olive branch. Yeah, I mean, sure. An olive branch. If you want to. Okay. So olive branch is your answer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Stephen, uh, the question is, what is the universal symbol of peace? It was carried by the, uh, you know, Adrian would say, the uh, symbolic dove coming from the symbolic Noah's Ark and the symbolic beak. Uh, Adrian says it was a uh, rainbow, but Rudy says it was an olive branch. 15 seconds on the clock. Who was right? Who was wrong? Stephen in Bear, Texas, what say you? Yeah, I say Rudy has this one. Olive branch. (laughs) Yeah, easy answer. Olive branch. (laughs) Symbolic beaks. What's going on with you, Adrian? <laughs> what, what do they teach you kids in the universities these days? What, you you Money, never took a class in well the critical method? Good he point. learned that on TikTok. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I got my degree in theology from TikTok? Yes, almost. At any rate, let's go to question number three. We're going to go back to Rudy this time. Uh, so this is not following the chronological order. We are now skipping straight on through to Isaiah, um, which you are an expert in, I hear, Rudy. Yep, I knew. The original Hebrew is how you prefer to read your uh, Isaiah text. Mm -hmm. I knew the guy. He was my neighbor. Translate the word Papa into English, please. Yeah, we talked about this too. Um, He said the translation is Frater. Really? Yeah. He was studying Latin at the time, and Uh he said, yeah, if I was to translate this, it would mean Frater in Latin. Frater. Yeah, Frater. But actually, Mm -hmm. that's not English. So it would be brother in English. Really? My bad. Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going Got with that. confused there. Linguistics. It's a thing. All right. Adrian, uh, can you tell me, or rather, can you translate for me the word Papa into English, please? Yes. I'm not sure exactly in relation to Isaiah, but Papa means, it translates to English as Pope. So Papa Francisco. Papa Francisco. Pope Francisco. Okay. Well, okay. Well, Was there you Papa go. Big Papa? Uh, Stephen, uh, does Papa translate into English as Pope, as Adrian suggests, or does it translate into Frater or Brother, as Rudy seems to suggest, if I can speak English? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Stephen, what say you? Well, I don't get the correlation to Isaiah, but I will say Papa <laughs> translates to Pope. Well played. Well played. Yeah, for three. Let's go. Isaiah 20, which uh, points out how the chief minister was supposed to be a father to the people. Some would say a pope to the people. He possessed the keys to the kingdom of David, his master to whom he served. At any rate, praise be to God. God bless you. God love you. Thank you, Stephen. You're in for three. Well played. We're going to put you on hold, but we really enjoyed having you on today. Have a great day, sir. That's going to do it for the radio side of our show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you can, come hang out with us in the after show and interact directly with us. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on the stories we cover. And if you don't want to comment, we talk about movies and food. That's the rules. Go to grnonline.com forward slash C-D-T. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you.
Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the solemnity of the Apostles Peter and Paul. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. The eternal gifts of Christ the King, the Apostles' glory let us sing, and all with hearts of gladness raise. Do hymns of thankful love and praise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Gloria he excelsis Deo, et in terra pax omnibus, bone voluntatis, laudamus te, benedicimus te, adoramus te, glorificamus te, Gratias agimus tibi, propter maniam gloriam tuam, Domine Deus Rex Celestis, Deus Pater Omnipotens, Domine Fili Unigenite, Iesu Christe, Domine Deus Agnus Dei, Filius Patris, Qui tolis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Qui tolis peccata mundi, Sucipe de precationem nostram, qui sedes ad exterum patris, miserere nobis, 
Quoni ham tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, tu solus saltissimus, Jesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu, in gloria Dei Patris, Amen. Let us pray. O God, who on the solemnity of the apostles Peter and Paul, give us the noble and holy joy of this day. Grant, we pray, that your church may in all things follow the teaching of those whom she has from through whom she has received the beginnings of right religion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, King Herod laid hands upon some members of the church to harm them. He had James, the brother of John, killed by the sword. And when he saw that this was pleasing to the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. It was a feast of unleavened bread. He had him taken into custody and put in prison, under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. He intended to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter thus was being kept in prison, but prayer by the church was fervently being made to God on his behalf. On the very night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter, secured by double chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while outside the door guards kept watch on the prison. Suddenly the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. The chains fell from his wrists. The angel said to him, Put on your belt and your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Put on your cloak and follow me. So he followed him out, not realizing that what was happening through the angel was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first guard, then the second and came to the iron gate leading out to the city, which opened for them by itself. They emerged and made their way down an alley, and suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter recovered his senses and said, Now I know for certain that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. The Word of the Lord. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. The Lord, the Lord delivered, delivered me from all my fears. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The, the Lord, Lord delivered me from all my fears. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. The, the Lord, Lord delivered, delivered me from, from all my fears. fears.
Look to him that you may be radiant with joy, and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress he saved him. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. The Lord delivered me from all my fears. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. I, Paul, am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have competed well, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on, the crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord, the just judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. The Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the proclamation might be completed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil threat and will bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is such a wonderful solemnity. It is the only time that we celebrate these two apostles pillars of the faith, Peter and Paul together. And it, it stems from the time when, during the barbarian invasions of Rome, the relics of Peter and Paul were brought together to the catacomb of St. Sebastian. And we know this because in the catacomb of St. Sebastian, near this little niche, are written graffiti. This little, all these little messages saying, Peter and Paul, pray for us. They had brought their bones together so that they wouldn't be stolen or ill-used by the barbarians. 
And then eventually, of course, they went back to their respective basilicas. But it is that time when a mass began to be celebrated by the Holy Father in honor of these two great apostles. Uh, and great they are, and yet how different they are from one another. Paul, who is just amazing, kind of larger-than-life uh, apostle and evangelist who went all throughout the known world at that time to preach the gospel fearlessly. He had this tremendous zeal. He said the only thing that seemed to kind of uh, bother him was this thorn in the flesh and the anxiety that he had for the churches. And sometimes I remember uh, thinking, Paul for me was somebody who was a bit difficult to get to know because he was this sort of larger-than-life figure. It's like nothing ever disturbed this guy. You know, he never seemed to have any problems or to fall. Then you look at the others, the other one, and that's St. Peter, you know? And here is somebody I think that we all can seem to relate to well. Here is one that he confesses his faith in Jesus. Uh, as we hear in the Gospel today, he is going to be given the king, keys to the kingdom of heaven. And on that faith that he confessed, is the church going to be built? And yet, it's not even hardly a chapter later, and Jesus is saying, get behind me, Satan, because he doesn't understand the whole going to the cross. And then he falters walking on the sea. And then he denies Jesus three times. I mean, this, and this is the one that Jesus entrusts the kings to the kingdom of heaven. Because that is God's way. That is God's way. It's in that weakness, I think, that the Lord says, in our weakness it is then that we are strong. And this characteristic of um, difficulty in following the Lord. In fact, even at the very end of life, Peter's life, He's kind of running away from Rome, and Jesus meets him on the way that there's this little chapel called Quo Vadis Domine. Jesus asked him, or Peter asked Jesus, where are you going, Lord? He said, well, I'm going to, to, to Rome to be crucified for you. And Peter then recognized it was his time, so he went back into Rome and was indeed uh, crucified upside down. Uh, but there's always this, in one sense, this weakness, and it is to this person that the keys of the kingdom are entrusted. I think it reminds us that... Uh, the Lord's ways are not our ways. And he chooses whom he chooses. You would think that somebody like St. Paul would really be the, the one who has all the qualifications, you know? I guess he's, he's this dynamic preacher. Uh, he's, there's nothing seems to be unstoppable in this man. And yet, no, it's not to him. It's Peter's confession and in his weakness. Because as Jesus says, it is not flesh and blood that has revealed this to you, Peter, but my heavenly Father. And so we come and we profess our faith in the Lord with the strength and even say the weakness of Peter and Paul. Let us stand and profess our faith. Today we'll pray the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We bring our prayers and petitions before our Heavenly Father. Let us say, pray, dear brothers and sisters, for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for all the bishops throughout the world, that through the intercession of Saints Peter and Paul, they would be fearless evangelizers and also rely completely on the Lord in professing the true faith. 
we, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all Christians throughout the world that faithful to the, uh, the instructions and teaching of the apostles, we may witness our faith deeply in this divided and dark world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who govern us. May they listen diligently to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit to enact laws that are, that are just and respect life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are sick and who are suffering. Pray in a special way, too, for the poor. The admonition of Peter to, to Paul to always be mindful of the poor. For the homeless, those who go hungry, uh, for the unemployed. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray in a special way for those who have died. We pray for those who lost their life in, in the tragedy in San Antonio. We pray for all those, for all the holy souls in purgatory, for all our friends and family and benefactors who have gone before us marked with the sign of faith. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear Heavenly Father, we bring our petitions before you, confident that you hear and answer us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth, work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed, Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God Pray, dearly beloved, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the prayer of the apostles, O Lord, accompany the sacrificial gift that we present to your name for consecration, and may their intercession make us devoted to you in celebration of the sacrifice through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For by your providence, the blessed apostles Peter and Paul bring us joy. Peter foremost in confessing the faith, Paul its outstanding preacher. Peter who established the early church from the remnant of Israel. Paul master and teacher of the Gentiles that you call. And so each in a different way gathered together the one family of Christ and revered together throughout the world, they share one martyr's crown. And therefore, with all the angels and saints, we praise you, as without end we acclaim. 
Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. Mysterium fidei, mortem tuam, annunciamus domine, et tuam resurrectionem confitemur, donec venias. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, forever and ever. Amen. Precetus salutaribus moniti, et divine institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater Noster, qui es in celis, sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, Adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be Peter said to Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, You are Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, who have been renewed by the sacrament, so to live in the church, that persevering in the breaking of the bread and in the teaching of the apostles, we may be... The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy Thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thank you so much for listening.